You're already live. Well... To Rogue Support, a Star Wars Shadow Point podcast. We are your hosts, Dizzard. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help that. Three, two, one. Uh, welcome to Rogue Support, a Star Wars Shadow Point podcast. We are your hosts, Dizzard, Omnis, and Finger Guns. I can never do an intro correctly. Our goal as a cast is to do intros correctly and to give you the support that you need for your gaming needs, whether that be tactics, supplies, or correct intros. <laughs> if you enjoy what you are listening to, be sure to leave a review and let us know how we are doing. As well, come join our Discord. The link will be in the description. Now open those blast doors, and hopefully we'll eventually get a right intro. Um, yeah, welcome to Rogue Close Support. The uh, Close the blast doors. Um, every time I hear Open the blast right, doors! Open them! Every time I hear the the little the pew 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 pew, I really just want to get like a little toy laser gun just be sitting here and like shooting it at you guys and stuff uh, oh you know just, what i should do i uh i have i like i i bought a 3d print of poe dameron's blaster and then like cleaned it all up and painted it and it's weathered so it looks really nice and it's a really high quality print i should just bring that for like the show and just like pew pew you know it's just just like lean on it like, yeah, just, mm, just hold it, pose with it yo, the entire time. Yeah. Stand up, pull it out of your some pants. People have, some people <laughs> have lightsabers, you know, but uh, the Wild Omnis, he likes to shoot people like the Wild West. Wild Omnis. Wild Omnis got a lot more Clint Eastwood this week. <laughs> he's not what? Omnis. He's, he's not your uh, TV midnight ad anymore. He's uh, not a happy-go-lucky well, now I'm like the grizzled, <laughs> the grizzled carnival operator. I'm no longer the young, spry carnival it's operator. Now I'm getting weeks. a little like, I know, a lot that can happen in two weeks. Oh, man. So let's let's go ahead and jump into the cantina. Sam, what you plan, painting, drinking, watching, whatever it may be. I thought about lying and saying this was something remotely manly, like a whiskey sour or something, but it's a it's a Mai Tai. And technically, it's like a Mai Tai spritzer because I added some, some soda water on top of it. Mm-hmm. So that's can all right. I, I can I just say, like, I don't... Beer to drink tonight, too. As someone who grew up with, like, I didn't like beer as a teenager, and so I always dealt with the, like, oh, you're not having manly drinks. <laughs> I am, like, as an adult, like... I am so far beyond fuck that shit. Like, <laughs> seriously, drink whatever the hell you want. Like, I will give you shit about not growing a great beard, but you can drink whatever you want. You can eat whatever you want. Like, I don't... Dude, if you enjoy a Mai Tai, yeah. have a fucking Mai Tai. I mean, to be fair, I'll a lemon drop. You know, I have some hard root beer to drink tonight, too. So I've been out of town mm-hmm. for the past, like, week, basically. So I just got back in from Tennessee today. Uh, like this evening, like whew, possibly why nice. I'm kind of late. That's but um, yeah, so on my vacation, I played zero games. Oh, because that's 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 hashtag dad life, dad with family life. You just get to go and have a family vacation instead of, uh, you know, one where you get to play a bunch of games and engage with your hobby. 
I get to do, do you that. Have separately. one of your kids, separate. like in Not the uh, the child like egg container thing, and you would just be like hashtag bad life. <laughs> They're not that small. <laughs> Don't build a it larger. Come yeah, on, problem solving here, Dad. <laughs> that is what dad or... life is all about. How do you if he get needs a bigger hum- egg? You make him bigger. Just hold it for the picture, you know, okay. or like, or like crop oh, the picture really at the right happen. angle where the wife is holding the egg because she's doing the real or, work anyway. Or you just make a harness <laughs> that holds onto it. I wore my younger son for like six months for what that's worth because it was right at the beginning of the pandemic lockdown. And so I was literally wearing a sleeping child while I was working like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and how does that make He'd you feel? Um, the Mai Tai makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. It's good stuff. That's it's refreshing. Good. That's good. All right, Omnis. What about you? What are you playing, drinking, stuff? Right now, I just got Starburst IPA. I'm always on the search nice. for on things point. that, uh, you know, give me a Star Wars feel. Like, um, And it's harder than it seems, despite how many IPAs are available in the greater Seattle area. Um, but it's a solid one. I like it. Um, I've been diving hard into the kind of split synergy rosters. I forget it which casts we've done and like what we've talked about, what we haven't is a little vague to me right now, but um, I had brought it up on the hello there cast. I think I mentioned it a little bit in the, the bonus episode that Dizzard and I did just kind of like on the cuff, but I'm really turned around. Like, cause when I first started hearing about Shatterpoint, I was really like, Oh man, you're just going to play like all Mandos. You're just going to play all Republic. And, um, and that, that's how the game is going to be. And right now, I don't know if this will stay that way long term, but I'm really in the camp of like, oh, you kind of want to like mix and maybe have like 60% that's one, like maybe do something where like, you know, like OB clones and then Ahsoka who still gets the OB benefits, but then run Mandos under her, something like that, where you have kind of um, four out of six of your characters slash units. Um, benefit from like the main synergy, but then you have some other stuff in there that diversifies your, your options on the table. And so I've been kind of diving hard into that. And I honestly, I don't know when I'm going to come out of it. Like it feels great when I'm playing it. So, yeah, but we'll, we'll get into that more. Nice. Uh, for me, the eyebrows I... are for you, right? <laughs> uh, only for him. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing. Mall? Have you been playing Mall? Would that be a change of pace? Hold on, I saw a game where you weren't playing Mall. What? It's been two weeks. It's been a long two weeks. Do we not talk about that? I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. What? I mean, what was it... he playing? With my own eyes. Grand Inquisitor Invader. Grand <laughs> uh... Inquisitor Invader. <laughs> so you've abandoned Mall? Is what I'm hearing. No, I had to abandon. <laughs> The the premiere list I had. <laughs> um, yeah, Not I played Great Inquisitor Vader. <laughs> it is possible to play Darth Maul every round of no, the premiere event, the, and I the, figured the, a Dizzard Maul enthusiast would do such a thing. I told myself I would play one game without Maul. and then you immediately and changed your profile picture to not include him as well, like. <laughs> No, he's, what are you talking about? He's in there. That's not true. But that is not true. That's impossible. Obi Wan just cut Maul in half. It happened. Oh Duel of Fates. What is going on right now? Um, no, I played. I played Vader and Grand Inquisitor. And to be completely honest, I was kind of bored. I don't really care for Grand Inquisitor. 
That's um, because he's not very good. Yeah, I, I actually I kind of agree with that. He's kind of boring to play. Uh, I don't get the hype. I guess um, it's red lightsabers. Like that's what's yeah. yeah, it's red lightsabers. I think brother's sick, but Grand Inquisitor himself is very he's fine. He's, like, he's fine. His identity's but... great for Vader, but that's about it. Because he can heal, and Vader's probably killing stuff. Um, but yeah, I played that, and I also did a test game playing around with Mother and Night Sisters, and um, based off of like the bonus episode that almost I did for the patrons. Um, I, I man, I love Night Sisters. They are, for lack of a better term, straight capital G gas. Um, like they, they look are real amazing. good. Yeah, they are. Honestly, um, and I said this, I think in Discord somewhere, that I think Night Sisters are probably my new favorite sport. Um, they are really good, and Mother is. I mean, for really someone who wants to play Mall, or at least used yeah. to want to play Mall, they have a lot of synergy there. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, and, uh, honestly, when I played that game, though, I was like, I could, uh, I kind of wish Premiere wasn't a thing because I would just play Mother and Mall, and I'd be fine with this. Um, but you know. Yeah. Does it make you want to play Asajj more so you have two primaries that synergize with them? Yes, actually, it does. Um, I, I have thought about it. Like, maybe it's Asajj. I basically have a floating fourth squad where it's like I have Vader, Mother, Maul, um, and then it's either Asajj or Cad Bane, depending on what he looks like when he gets revealed. So if you do Asajj, Mother, Maul, Cad, or Vader even... That's yeah. four bald primaries, right? Yes. <laughs> there's, there's just a saying. Thing here. Uh, we call it the truth. <laughs> of truth. This is the will, <laughs> the will of the fates. It's been decided. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get into our chamber of judgment. Omnis, you want to go ahead and take us off? The chamber of judgment. Or sorry, I should. Uh... Um, wild this up a bit. The Chamber of Judgment! <laughs> oh! There's the wild ominous we yeah. know. <laughs> um, so I thought it would be really interesting for us to just kind of talk about what we think about the keyword mechanic at this point. Because obviously it plays a really big role. We've seen characters now like the secondary Obi-Wan, right? Who has like almost no keywords. He's got very, very little synergy with almost anything else. He's got... Does he even have any – the only, his only synergies are negative right now. Like he just helps the Inquisitors get Force back, right? Well, like He's got Force user, right? Like that's the only thing. Force user and Jedi, I think? I think he I had two. I don't think he has Jedi. I don't think he has Jedi. Uh, uh, we have a fancy thing here. Let me look it up. Uh, Force user and Jedi. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like Omnis remembers stuff. That, that's I've said multiple <laughs> things wrong in the cast, so I kind of deserve the judgment. So, okay. um, but honestly, the, the... I, I want to interrupt you real quick because I'm sure. being fire away. Um, Jump in. <laughs> I think the most interesting keyword to me is actually on Night Sisters, and that's Trooper, because it hasn't been on anything else from what I recall. This is high quality content. Yeah. Oh, nope, it's on B2s. <laughs> it's on B2s. Maybe it is on like just like the the like Yeah, it's on some of the basic troops where there may be there may be a synergy at some point that just is specific to troopers, but how do we feel about it, right? Because yeah. obviously like Vader benefits a lot from having the Galactic Republic keyword, right? 
and then how certain characters, their signature abilities directly interact with the keywords, and then some don't, right? Like Ahsoka's is just like, I will back up anybody who's backing me up, right? And so um, I could launch into my thoughts, but Dizzard, you already in right. interrupting mode, so why don't you, like, what are you, do you like this mechanic? Do you like I mean, how it's being executed at the moment? To be completely fair, part of the reason why I rate Maul so high is because he has, like, the most keywords out of the core box. So, like, my immediate look at him is he's always going to, like, when a new release comes out, it's potential for him to be, like, ever-changing and evergreen uh, versus someone like, oh, um, what, Ahsoka? I think Ahsoka's only got, like, two, maybe three. Um but like Maul's By the way, keywords, you are such a liar. Your favorite thing about Maul is not his keywords. Your favorite thing about Maul is he's Maul. Well, yes, but uh, <laughs> but like the biggest thing about it though is like he's got Dathomirian, he's got Scoundrel, he's got uh, Force User. He doesn't have Sith. Um, like like it was just cool. Like the, the the spread of keywords is what I like about Maul is it's very vast on what he could do. When we look at something like, oh, let's say Mace Windu, who was just revealed this week, Force user, Galactic Republic, and Jedi. Um, that, that just to me says he's Boring going to be... like Mace. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very Mace. Uh, mother <laughs> is Dathomirian, Force user, and a Night Sister. So it's like she's... like I think you can kind of look at these keywords and almost tell how... Oh, versatile the character will be, and like how often you're probably going to see that character in squads, whereas or uh, premier premier list specifically. Because we look at Maul, Maul's got a bunch. He's probably going to be in a lot of premier lists because he can easily splash. Um, and I'll, as you said, tying into their identity, the less keywords in identity, I almost makes like that identity like just leagues above other identities. <laughs> yeah. Less locked into it, like it's just it, it sounds super simple and like yes, it's that's what it is. It's on the paper, um, but it's almost you kind of like gloss over that fact because, or you look at Anakin's and Anakin's is like oh he's so strong with his identity. Well, half of it's only for Galactic Republic. Uh, Obi Wan, his identity is really good. Well, half of it's only for Republic. Actually, three quarters of his is only for Republic. Um, but it's like Maul, Ahsoka, they're not tied to keywords for their identities. So I think when you're looking at keywords as a whole, it's very, there's a whole lot you could talk about between abilities, identities, uh, where they attribute, like Maul getting Dathomirian makes sense. And now he's pretty cool with Mother. Um, I like this and it mechanic with so the Night far. Sisters in really positive it, ways. Yeah, yeah. Very, very positive ways. Um, I like the mechanic. I think. If I, cause my, my biggest direct parallel with this is MCP, of course, with affiliations, right? Um, I like this more than affiliations, to be completely honest. I think it's wider space to be used, and it doesn't lock stuff into a corner as much. So I am 100% for keywords on what this person is from. And what how about you, Sam? Do you, do you like this mechanic so far? Execution of it and the idea of it? Yes. Also, Trooper is on every support unit, Dizzard. Yeah. yeah <laughs> every dumb, single okay. support unit. Is it on, Trooper, brother? Including on Mandalorians. Brother? <laughs> oh, you know what? I don't know. It, it might not be on brother because he's he's his own thing. Yeah, he's probably not I'll a let, Trooper. I'll let this is not Trooper. Yeah, okay, there's so the, almost yeah. every support unit. Yeah, no, like, I said yeah. it and I was like, oh, I'm going to sound real stupid here in a second. Um, so, yeah, don't listen to me. 
I like it. I mean, Obi-Wan triggers off of, like, as, as was mentioned, like three quarters of his card triggers for keywords, uh, specifically like Galactic Republic. So, yes. I'm curious if down the road there's going to be any keyword errata. Like, hmm. like, I'm not saying that Django should have Mandalorian because I think it would be a little bit busted. But is there going to be something like that down the road? where they want to create a keyword that didn't exist that suddenly would have interacted really well with other characters that have already released. I mean, that's Dizzard. the design. <laughs> I, I think it's 100% possible because if you did not know this last week, we got an errata of eras. What, oh, was, yeah. the, what was the era errata? So in the rule book, it has Clone Wars and Galactic Civil War. And this week they put out, now it's what, Fall of the Jedi, uh, New Republic, um, I don't, God, where's, where's the screenshot at? It was they, actually, it's really crazy. It's They revised it's, them. So, yeah, they revised them, and I think but it's they just But this is essentially just renamed this, right? Yes. Like, basically. Okay, so it's Fall of the Jedi, Reign of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and the New Republic. Yes, they're just renaming them, but to be completely honest, like, they're... Sam and I had a conversation about stewardship of the game. And so far, AMG has impressed me with stewardship of the game for Shatterpoint. They are putting out stuff before we even ask for it or before it's even a problem. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think the main takeaway from the rename means is that there's things that they want to be part of the Clone Wars that will take place, that will be based on characters prior to the Clone Wars. Well, it's like you got the Handmaidens pack coming out in August with Padme. And if you look at it, that is before the Clone Wars. But I would still like, I would still have considered that Clone Wars, right? Because that's the same time period that Tyrannus is creating the clones. That's happening. Wrong. Like... Technically, you're wrong because Clone Wars didn't start until Amadala was a senator and no longer the queen. Right, that's when the Clone Wars actually started as far as, like, the Republic's concerned. But that's not before Palpatine started planning the Clone Wars and putting it into motion, is my point. Right there. Yes. And so what I think it means is there may be things that take place slightly before Episode 1 that they may mm-hmm. want to coordinate and still be part of this era. And it could even mean... This is tinfoil hat. Whoop, tinfoil hat. (laughs) Maybe there's some sort of show or content that's coming down the road that's meant to be stuff that takes place. Maybe, maybe a Qui-Gon related. I don't know. I mean, yes. You know, (laughs) but obviously they have like. I was like, Qui-Gon? Yes. Right, and maybe it's like maybe they made a character based on Tales of the Jedi. Maybe there's a young Dooku secondary, or maybe even a Jedi Dooku primary that would be before the Clone Wars, but they want to involve it in this whole time period. Or they'll give us a dual pack of Qui Gon, Obi, and Maul. But I think that would definitely be like in a reasonable like Clone Wars time period. But I think yeah, if you start talking about stuff that happens stuff. before before <laughs> Episode One, um, and the yeah, yeah, and so Republic. I think <laughs> the New Republic is officially on the list, which means yeah, it's a matter of time before my dreams come true. <sighs> so if you got to have 
what would be the number one most important new Republic character to come out? If you got one, just oh, a nope. single one. Raylo. Raylo. Nope. That's what he wants. Yeah, Raylo is a single character. It's, it's, a, it's an eight-man box. <laughs> it's two new okay. Republic commandos and... I don't know. I'd take Finn or Poe. I'd take like a Finn and a Poe. Like that'd be that'd be. I'm, I'd be in for that. But the most important part is that they give me my Raylo. I get my Kylo. I don't know, what about I get my what about um? Oh, Hux. God! I Hux. just blanked. <laughs> what is the 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 stormtrooper? The badass stormtrooper. Finn. God, what is no the girl? Oh, Finn. Phasma. 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 Captain that's Phasma. I don't know why I was blanking hard on that name. He'd be pretty legit, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, Kylo with Phasma and then, Mm -hmm. like, new Stormtroopers. And then you get Rey and, I don't know, Chewie? Chewie would be the secondary, and then maybe, like, Poe and Finn. I don't know. That would probably be disrespectful in some way. But it would be cool. I mean, it would be Finn getting host by Star Wars again. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. But I was trying to figure out a way to get them all in the same box. To to bring this back to keep keywords, working on it, I, I'm I'm, I'm curious, what is the most impactful keyword to the game to date? Oh, to date, I was going to say force diet, but if we're just talking to date, then yeah, it's not trooper. <laughs> what if it is? <laughs> no, because it, it obviously hasn't triggered enough for you to even remember. It's, that it's weird in the game. <laughs> so far that some keywords are just negatives, right? Like force user yeah. is just a negative. Well, I, I would argue that Force Users is probably the most impactful to the game state right now. Because the Inquisitors? Because that's what the they're triggering off of. Yeah. But and it's... Grievous is Jedi, so that's coming too, right? So, so no, here's the Grievous one, is like... Force User too. It's just Force User. Oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah. The one that's weirdest to me is, say, like, Barris specifically only buffs Jedi, even though she mm-hmm. goes Sith, right? Like... That's the direction that she goes as she starts turning to the dark side. But then, like, Vader is like, I will fucking buff whoever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so there are some times that I'm like, are we over or, like, how the keywords are being handed out? Like, overall, I think it's a good mechanic. I think it's more interesting than... Um, some other ways that they could have do it. I don't want to talk about other games, but I think it's it's good to just have synergies as opposed to you have to play a faction. Yeah. Um, but, I'd like to see more of it, to be perfectly honest. I'd yeah. like to see less things that are that are not locked behind a keyword of some sort. Yeah. Like Vader and, being able to, to buff the entire field at any range without keywords. Like, I mean, obviously, or, they, do have to be, they do have to be conscientious of that, right? Because you don't yeah. want to, like, destroy any need to have synergy. I'm already leaning towards don't go full synergy. Yeah. And if you start making, like, really powerful characters that just buff everything, then suddenly you're like, oh, I'm just playing a hodgepodge of the best I, characters yeah. all the time. I feel like the best, like, identity abilities are, like, like, Obi has such a great one where it impacts some and then gives a better benefit to the keyword. I've been really liking the identities and abilities that are like tied to, hey, everybody gets a little bonus, but my buddies, they get the they get the VIP pass. Um, <laughs> I love that. I, and I think that is probably the most correct way to do these keywords for identities because you're not forced into like playing an affiliation or like a, like a keyword. You're not forced right. into that mindset you're able to be flexible with it, but you're also slightly encouraged to play with the keyword. And I think I that's where also, you get these flex lists. I do also like that not everyone is designed like Obi, right? Yeah. Where 
like Obi is kind of the example of like he is probably the most faction leader. Like I think I posted this somewhere in our Discord at some point, but I kind of broke down. I can't remember if it was the Patreon section or not. Um but I kind of if broke everybody down. Everybody just joins the Patreon, then they'll they'll know. Like it's fine. Yeah, I don't remember whether I put it in the Patreon or the public, but I, I was responding to an existing conversation. I didn't intentionally make it Patreon only or not, but um the concept was is that I think the the initial six characters are meant to emphasize a particular aspect of Shatterpoint, and mm-hmm. Obi Wan is the leader in the traditional sense. Like if you come from another game and you want a very faction focused kind of character, general, warcaster, you know, affiliation leader, whatever game you come from, you want that. Obi is that, and he is that in a really extreme, powerful way. I'm glad that not everything is that way. I think Dooku's I think Dooku, similar yeah, in that aspect. Yeah. <laughs> Dooku, I think Dooku's like the 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 same, but for the the, the good guys, you know. That's I um, completely wait. disagree. How? I, I How? You, you might be confused, but we're going to get into this in the primary list. topic. Like Dooku okay. is not a Dooku is not a hey, you should be playing a whole bunch of separatists. Dooku fixes a problem for just about anybody. No, he just happens I, to like he's going to play a like there's two separatists that synergize really well with him that comes in the same box. But Okay, no, I okay, I okay. You know what? Let's let's get into it. You want to go ahead and announce our main topic? <laughs> well, wait a minute. Let's do let's do Patreon shoutouts. Oh, okay. Okay, first of all, that's that's a good. That's a good. One. Yeah. So Okay, so Go ahead. Wait, yeah, let me do, uh, like, I have something, I'm going to do something for the the first patron, right? The very first one to bust out. And I want to make sure that, uh, do you want to just, like, thank patrons in general for just a a moment? Okay, so first of all, thank you patrons for becoming scoundrels. And as Omnis says, something about scum of hive and villainy um I'm not <laughs> uh thank you guys for uh, becoming patrons and our scoundrels and you guys are all wonderful supporters of the show uh i i honestly i will say this has by far been my best patron experience ever and it's thanks to you guys um i our patron chat is just as busy if not more than our public chat and also, most of our public chat is the patrons talking as well, um, <laughs> which I find really cool uh, because you guys aren't just using this cool little secret clubhouse to talk. Um, you're talking throughout the whole entire servers, and I, I really appreciate that. And I think it's awesome that you guys are supporting us and supporting this community. And keep it up. And as well, if you would like to become a patron, as always, the link will be in the description. Let us know or just sign up, and we'll thank you for being a scoundrel. And you can hang out in the Cool Kids Club. Um. Yeah, <laughs> you're the producers. It's your party. You yeah, it's definitely it's definitely been a smooth transition, I think, and we've gotten a lot of good feedback about you know like we we kept it you know kind of relatively simple, one tier, nothing nothing too stressful, nothing too pricey, something that just um you know just kind of like kind of works for people who want to support, and that's something like as a podcaster, like if you're listening to this and you're kind of going like, hey, why? why do a Patreon? Why is it like, you're not going to make that much money off of it. It's just, you know, there's always people that are reaching out. They're like, Hey, what can I, what can I do to help you guys? How can I show support? Like whether it's buying swag or, or something, you know, that just people want to do what they can. And that's really cool. And that relieves stress, right? Like Dizzard just at the bare minimum paying for Riverside, which is what allows us to record video and stream video so easily. That's a what roughly $22 a month. 
Yeah. Right. And so just like basically the first five patrons basically just covers that. So that's no longer a stress to Dizzard. That's that's just covered. Um, man, and I am I've been so used to interacting with everyone at work, and now I'm trying to use my my phone, and I had something that was more accessible. Why don't you start going through? All right. Okay. Um, wait a sec. So, shout out to our very first very first patron. So, Wild Ominous is here to say Twisted Isles. He shot first when it comes to the patrons. So, congratulations, Twisted Isles. You shot first. You are the chosen one of the patrons. The number one, patient zero scoundrel. This is Wild Ominous. Wild Ominous out. <laughs> he asked me to do it in the, the Wild Ominous thing. So, All right. Um, as far as other people who have become patrons, we have Amon, Winter, Accuser01, Vargast, Bojo, Darth Nader, Spencer, Twisted Isles, Ulysses, and Zeke. Um, again, thank you everybody for becoming a patron. We greatly appreciate it. And you guys are all wonderful scoundrels in our hearts. Yeah, and all of them have been just super interactive in the Discord yeah. in general and like giving feedback. And so it's like, yeah, they're throwing a few bucks our way, but they're also like probably the most interactive, wonderful people. Oh, we've got other wonderful people too, but they've been like just super interactive kind of across the board and sharing mm -hmm. stories and um, even getting into some heated discussions at times. Like that's not necessarily an agreement with us or me, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad we got to, we, we got to do the shout outs. So keep up the good work. No. <laughs> Please. Oh, is right. that, is that just disagreeing with me? You keep up the good work, which is disagreeing. The Lord's okay, work. Just, yes. Just making sure that I understood what you were throwing down. And then, just in case anybody is curious what you get for being a patron, you get the exclusive. Do we say the name of the channel, or do we not talk about Fight Club? <laughs> I think if you want to know what's special about the channels, you come find out, you know? Okay. Uh, so we have Super Secret Channels. We have bonus episodes, which will be recorded after our regular episodes. Um, which means slightly more intoxicated. Yes. I mean, more we'll catch up at some point, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the shout outs. And yeah, so that, that is that. So let's go ahead and get into our main topic. Omnis, you said you wanted to go ahead and yeah, dive into so, this. Um, this was something that actually came up. Like, Dizzard and I were already kind of diving into this behind the scenes. And then it also came up in discussion in, I believe, the patron chat. And we were we were talking about the complications of when you're playing a team that burns through force and like we, I talked about it a little bit when I was playing Republic and my, my first game with Obi Annie, I had no force for like my last three activations. Like I think it was Cody 501st and 212 got no force. Like I was out, but I was winning. So it was fine, but I had to like figure out what am I doing with these characters with no force to help them. Dizzard was talking about a game where he was playing and he um, he had kind of run out of force at a certain point. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't have force for a, a, like the, the last two Mandos or something that were activating. Oh, no, it and was worse so, than that. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. No, <laughs> but I, that's, I, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sure Sam has experienced it, too. And like we 
we're kind of like starting to go like, okay, well maybe we should stop and like think about, okay, here's the strike team that I'm putting down on the table. And here is how I can spend force for them and go, does that exceed the amount of force that I have? Okay. Where do I dial it back? Where do I, where are my options? And I think like Django is a great example of a character who can like spend a lot of force. If you're running force light for one reason or another, or you've gotten refreshes, but he can also go force zero, right? He could focus to jump and then walk or walk, focus to jump, right? And spend zero force. And so thinking about things like that and how that works into the structure um, does anyone want to like throw out a team to kind of like, kind of break down like what you think your, your, you know, your first order deck run through for spending would be like? Let's go Sam. Cause we know what my answer is going to be. Annie and OB. Yeah. 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 So how do you, where do you cut <laughs> the horse one. there? Yeah. Like, so like you want to hold on to basically three fours for Anakin, like the right. entire game. Right. Cause it, and, and honestly, like Anakin will spend all your force if you'll give it to him. Because if yes. you're going to give him like his activation and the shatter point, well, and there's yeah, like, shatter boom, point. You can do six, six force. <laughs> you got one other force. Like Obi jumps, Anakin spends six. None of the rest of your team gets force. Right. Well, you got one because you got one. You got seven seven force with that team. But um, right. But six for Annie, one for Obi to jump. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's the seven, and yeah, that's, that's assuming it. no reserving. So that's uh that's a lot of force on a team. Yeah. And I think that might be one of the most uncomfortable spots about that uh Anakin and Obi setup is that you've got uh you also have variable force costs in in Obi Wan. So if he winds up going early, there are times where you really want to uh turn on his so uncivilized and that costs a force every time. Yeah. It's not like your regular deflect. It's not like it's like, oh he has deflect and then if you don't know if you're like, oh, I want to get bonus damage, you pay a force and you get bonus damage. Like, no, you have to pay <laughs> force to do that every single time. So you really don't want him hung out to dry because he'll burn through your force and then you don't have enough force to double tap with Anakin. And that's not fun either. I've been running Ahsoka in that mix, right? And she's fun, but she's got a double force expenditure as well because she's yep. got the she can double jump. And uh, that's that's rough stuff. Like, how do you budget for that? You have no refreshes and you have multiple like variables in there and you really want at least three force for one character's activation. That's rough. That's a lot to manage. So do you, where, where do you find that you just cut it? Do you just like go, Hey, my clones got to do less. Like they, do they have to just get by? Do you like Rex has got to move a clone? You know how, where in that do you find you cut? I try not to spend force for the most part. And then whoever winds up getting like the last activation or so, like as you as, as you get down there, right? You like you know what's left, and so it's like okay, I've got you know three. How much force do I have left to spend in my activation deck, right? So if Anakin's not going to have a particularly meaningful activation, then you don't really need to save yeah. three force for him, or six for that matter. Uh, and sometimes like the the clone ball. You want to be able to keep together. So, I mean, usually I wind up spending uh, a force or two pretty early to get the clones in the position that I want them in, uh, assuming that I'm drawing them early enough. And then at that point, I'm just going to stop spending force yeah. by and large. <laughs> well, it's also a thing you got to think about with reserving, right? You're like, mm-hmm. can I – because I had a point in one game where I was like, do I reserve right now? And then I was like, no. 
reserve fucks up any of my remaining activations because I was kind of, I think I was at one force and I'm like, no, I need one force for whoever activates. Like if I reserve and get my optimal activation, but they don't have force to jump, it doesn't help me at all. So I just have to not reserve. Um, and then also thinking about how does reserving impact like how you play out the game? Right. Like, does it does it shift things like does it make somebody else have to play more more casually? Um, Dizzard, you got to play Maul. Right. Which helps a little bit, but he doesn't solve it completely. How what's <laughs> so pick a Maul team and kind of talk okay, about so... like where you would expend. Uh, what's the characters and who spends force and how much? I think talking about the practice game, trying to out mother is actually a really good example of Maul doesn't fix everything. Uh, because that's the game that you were referencing where yeah. I was running Maul, Django, Night Sisters, and then Mother, Bo, Supers. And I was out of force before Bo and Supers. <laughs> and I was like, I'm in trouble. Oh. <laughs> uh, because uh, I have six force. Maul didn't use any. But Django and Mother and Night Sisters, they... they Django used what one two, mother used two to do a pull, and night sister used used one to do the jump. Um, so I had what this one force for bow and the supers, which is not very good. Um, and I felt it felt super bad. Yeah, mandos like, hope... get really not very great when they don't have force. Oh, and then I had reserve too because I drew mother super early, and then I drew her again. Uh, so uh, reserving messed everything up. And like the, the, a common thought is like Maul just fixes your force issues. You run Maul, you're not going to have force issues. Well, if you're playing Django, who wants at least one plus mother, who wants two plus, um, it, it very much comes into you're going to run out of force really quickly, uh, even if Maul's not using any of it. And when typically I'm used to, I can run Maul, Ahsoka, all Mandos. Maul doesn't use any, and that gives one force for each of the Mando activations. And one, two, three, four. Uh, one for Ahsoka to use, potentially two, and one to reserve if I want to reserve. Um, and it feels really good. Like It feels like a really force-efficient team. But it's not copy paste everywhere and i think this is like something we want to talk about is uh, calculating your potential force expenditure cycle one how much force can i expect to spend in my first cycle and if it exceeds my force i'm bringing i might be in trouble um unless we come into a situation that almost wants to talk about with replenishing Right, and so this is where you could also think about, like, what characters bring force back to your team, right? And, like, you've got some characters like Grievous and Grand Inquisitor who do it in this kind of rare situations. And, like, Asajj can do it, but it's really not something that you can depend on. But then you've got characters like Dooku who's just like, you tank any of my dudes, I get some force back, right? Like, if you are just doing – if you're just kind of playing the game, I'm going to get some force back at some point. Um and this is where this is where like Dooku I'm finding like even though I think he's a little bland as a character and he's like not nearly as cool of a general as Obi is but what he does for the entire team because he can do a like he dashes for free 
So that means he has a very reasonable ability to get to a midline with spending zero force himself. And he helps Magnaguard play better because one, he's a separatist leader. Magnas get moves off of separatist leaders um, or separatist primaries. And then Magnas don't spend force either. And so you naturally get the situation where he doesn't need to spend any force. You can spend it defensively if you want, if you have extra. So you can kind of like play into that situation. Um, but you now suddenly you have two characters who don't need to spend anything. And he runs Django, who's a character who can spend nothing or spend a lot if you have the extra. Like if your opponent's dazing or wounding characters, Django can do a lot. And so that box like fixes... Yeah. Probably like force expenditure more than anything else in the game and can almost just go, oh, well, this just sets up your other team. Like if you love playing Anakin and you want to murder and shatter point with Anakin all the time, you might actually run him with Dooku. Like, sure, there's not any special synergy like that Anakin does for them. But the fact that you can always shatter point Anakin and always go all out with him if you want is a pretty big deal. And so this is where... Well there's a possibility like Dooku and Maul might be somewhat evergreen characters because of this force economy. What do you, what do you well, guys I'm, think about that? I, I'm actually really curious. Cause we, we started off earlier in the show saying Grand Inquisitors, meh, uh, you yeah. and I both kind of said this, but when you really look at Grand Inquisitor and Dooku, they're kind of doing the same thing. Minus Dooku's a little more efficient with it. Uh, and Dooku's more reliable with it, but, we said, what is what is Dooku doing? He is he gets a free dash and he gets to dash somebody up who he's using. Grand Inquisitor gets a dash and to dash somebody up that he's using. Uh, Inquisitor, that is. Um, he has a chance to get force back. I think Grand Inquisitor is good into a force user heavy team because then you're going to get a lot of force back. Um, and if you're using all Inquisitors, he gets to the heels. I think Dooku and Grand Inquisitor might actually be very similar. It's just Dooku is more free reign when it comes to it, and Inquis Grand Inquisitor is more singularity like focused. You know, I was ready to argue with you, and I'm I'm starting to feel it. Like maybe he's not your first choice, but maybe if you feel like your premier list needs yeah. two things that fix force. The problem with Grand Inquisitor is that he probably does not bring a support that's Force Light. He's going to bring no. Fifth Brother or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's bringing um, Fifth Brother, let's be real. <laughs> like, why wouldn't he? Um, but I think that like, the interesting thing about Grand Inquisitor, though, and I, I've had this conversation with Ulysses, um, and he's written articles for us um, about his Grand Inquisitor stuff, and Spencer, who's been running Grand Inquisitor, and my thoughts with Grand Inquisitor. And Grand Inquisitor just doesn't error with things very well if you're playing grand inquisitor you're probably playing vader and if you're not playing vader you might be playing maul um it just it just really i i think the best way to put it is like he's well with vader i think he pays pairs very well with vader um but i think dooku just has more flexibility with where he can fit and provide you the same options i think grand inquisitor is okay and i think maybe that's why i have the feelings of okay where i feel like i'm locked into where i can play grand inquisitor and feel good about it fair i think there's a bit of a third way here which is that if you have more situational abilities in your team then you're it's less about the force budget and more about you know what do i need now what do i need to make sure that i have 
And like, there are feel spats when you're playing like Anakin, you're like, oh, I got to dip down from three into two for some reason or another. Like, oh, I just had to do this. And now I've got two fours, so I, I don't have the repositioning that I might want when I do finally draw Anakin. But I also yeah. think that if you're not playing with Anakin, if you're playing more of like a Obi-Wan Luminara or uh, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, you, you don't have, you only have six force to spend over your entire like team. You've got probably at least one or two, two force abilities around. You have more force because of the, uh, more force than you can spend printed on your cards because of the way that the, the multiple abilities read. But I think that they're not always applicable, right? So Obi-Wan's got yeah. a force to jump, sure. He's got his force to so uncivilized. But if he's not exposed, you don't have to worry about that so much. And then you've got Barris. It's like two force, or not Barris, but uh, Luminara. That's two force for a full heal. Or Barris, it's two force for a push. Asajj, two force for a push, right? These characters, you're not necessarily going to use that every time. Could you? Absolutely. And if you're in Dooku's team, of course you would. Because you're just like, I got force coming out of the woodwork. Why wouldn't <laughs> I do this? <laughs> yeah. But when you when you don't, your other option is to be like, well, do I really need to do this? What force ability do I need? Have I drawn it yet? Is it still in my deck? And if it's still in your deck and you think you still need it, then it's like, okay, find something else to do with what you're drawing until you get to that. And don't spend the force unless you have to. And that's a different way to play the game. And I'm not saying that it's like, I just don't think it's particularly disadvantaged. Um, I think there's going to be more times with a force refresher that doesn't spend force, like a like well-built Dooku team. that's like Dooku and droids, Dooku and Asajj and all the droids. And then you're just not spending force for basically yeah. anything. And you're getting all of this action economy. And then you get to the end of your turn and you've got like four force left. But it doesn't matter because it's more like separatists just aren't on uh, a force clock. They just have like force. And it's like, well, do I have force to do this? Yes or no? Well, I ran a Dooku mall list for a while. And there, that is very much like I have too much force. Um, I think that's kind of the inverse. What we're talking about is you also need to be mindful of... Am I too rich in force? Is my economy reversed sure. where I'm not making if I'm I'm not able to maximally be efficient? I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. But like Maul and Dooku is not like you're wasting force in the fact that you're ending your cycle with four plus force. And it's that doesn't feel good. You feel like you're missing you yeah. feel like you're not doing enough. It's a topic for another day, but like that's like the the synergy conversation. Like, what? How much synergy is too much synergy? Right. So we talked a little bit about yeah. keywords to start the show, but it's like that's still not really digging into synergy. And it's like, yeah. well, if your entire team is just like force refresh everywhere, everybody's just giving you a force refresh for sneezing, then yeah, you have too much force. But like, I don't know. NASA's triple redundant for a reason, right? Because like when stuff goes wrong on the space shuttle, you need like three other answers for the thing that's breaking. And yeah. so if for whatever reason, you know, you're running all these force refresh people, but then like you're not getting the correct wounds to trigger those refreshes. You're getting, you know, the wound on somebody else. You're, you're playing against a KG opponent who's not just feeding you their their force users or their secondary units or their primary units. And, you know, yeah, you've got too much force. But as soon as you hit those benchmarks, right, you've got so many different answers that you're probably still going to not run out of force. And so yeah. you might wind up with too much force in some cases. I don't know. I don't have any experience with that play style because of how I'm approaching this game. I just want to play what I want to play. And yeah. I love those mechanics. <laughs> like everything about the, the Sith mechanics I just love in games. I'm like, dang it. But I'm not that way anymore. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to play this game for the <laughs> mechanics that I like. I'm going to play it for the characters that I want to play. 
So it's a, it's a journey. And I think that, you know, right now, I think pretty much every approach is pretty close to comparable. It's more like, how do you want to play the game? Where are you comfortable? Who do you like playing? But counterforce for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, at least if you're going to play that team, right? If you're going to play yeah. like Annie Obi, you got to know in advance, like, where are you making sacrifices? Or is the plan to just always, I'm going to spend force on like my first four guys that come up and the second two have to suck it. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, some I, of that's like, that's skill building in games too, right? Yeah. So like, if you learn how to pilot a list that has like a very, very tight force economy, and then you get to play something that where that like opens up a little bit, you're going to, like that's a different experience with the game. Well, and if you learn like, how to manage it well. It's like five first. Am I going to defensive maneuvers? When they're just gonna go stand on my point anyways, and with only not needing that dash, yeah, no, they're gonna die Look for anyways. Spots where like, I <laughs> mean, I part of this you may examine enough. by a table, right? Like, if yeah. they can just walk, go up a ladder, and then hunker and be on the point, that saves you a force. Right. And so you might look for those sort of things. It's not just team composition. Some of it's board response where you go, where can I make interesting? Where can I make sacrifices to clean up my force usage? And because a lot of time, like in that first turn, you're like, do I want the extra hunker? on the 501st like does that matter but then if you're playing a super force heavy team (laughs) um (laughs) if you're playing vader and uh and uh the The second hunger can be really good for what that's worth (laughs) yeah if you're playing obi as the second unit then like right and obviously now, now that you're moving to you're dashing both sides of that that support unit you're potentially healing important statuses either yeah probably not for them because of the 501st so who cares but you can probably hit other more important units with that okay so my my question for you guys is let's say we're second maybe even third cycle now and you are (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but let's just say like i'm like characters are wounded now where do i make the decision of i'm paying two force for this or i'm just not going to do this i think a great example for me is, don't get wounded. Don't get wounded. Yes, um, <laughs> the clones. That's impossible. <laughs> I think. I think mother and the don't clones are probably one of the best like examples with this is because they want to do the coordinated fire. Mother wants to do the um, drain life, but like once she gets wounded, like am I really going to pay one force for a one recover? Probably not. Probably yeah. not. Well, there's also the factor of, yeah, I mean, maybe in the right situation where that recover is like removing pin, yeah, you know, like I could still see situations where you do that, but mm-hmm. there's also, you know, you've got to think about whether you're winning or losing the current struggle as well, right? Like you definitely don't blow through your force if you're already losing struggle one. Like if you're looking at the board and going... I need, a, I need to be thinking about Struggle 2. You don't want to be going into Struggle 2 and then have your last three characters not have any force to use. And then, like, you, even if you were advantaged from a positional aspect, you might still be fucked. <laughs> so... I would rather activate a unit and not spend a force with agency than not be able to with no agency. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys or... think about, like... <laughs> Or, or be able to have. I, I, I'm very much. I've been screwed over by it too many times. Um, I will 
always stay on at least one force for an a I need to reserve because they're especially if I'm like late game. Um, there I've lost games just because I drew the wrong person and I didn't have a force to reserve them. That is something like even when you're on your very last activation, like I had an activation one game where I had four force and it was my last activation and it was Asajj, but she was wounded. And so I'm very much like, how much force am I willing to spend right now? Um, the eventual decision was I decided to force push for three and stay with one because I, I, there was a few different positions where I wanted the one force defensively. And so I, I wanted to keep that one. So I was like, but I thought of a lot of different plays with her about what she could do with her activation. Cause she's a sage. She can be anywhere, do just about anything under the right circumstance. Um, but you, you do have to think about that, right? Like, okay, this is my last activation, but you don't refresh right away after your last activation. You refresh when you do the shuffle. So you could have that one turn of no force left where you can't activate any defensive abilities. Um, and so that's something that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, do you guys have any tips in that regard? Do you like always want to hold on to the force? What, what do you What do you think? Um, I think you might be mistaken on something here. What? I just want to make sure I'm understanding you correctly. Yes, so you. You're... I am so saying. How, how... Okay, you ahead. do not refresh your force until you shuffle the order deck. And that yes. does not happen when you activate the last character. That happens with the start of your next turn is when you would shuffle because you need to draw the next character. No, the shuffle happens when there are no cards in the deck. So as soon really? as you end that activation, so once you end that character, Are you reading that out of the book? 11A. Yeah, it's you shuffle oh. at the end of the activation. Okay, then. I stand... I stand 100% corrected. I had so many people say that it was the next activation. Okay, no, great. Ignore that. Taking totally advantage fucking ignore of Omnis, that. everybody. Come on. Yeah, don't listen to Omnis. <laughs> no, don't take I advantage of him. him. I said don't take oh. advantage of him. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to him. Don't take yeah. advantage of him. <laughs> take advantage of him. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, good to know. Learning something yeah. again. I was all like making very delicate choices because I thought you do not refresh until yeah. you would draw the next card. Because Great it's great because tonight. at that point, it's very much like I go with somebody and I'm like, okay, I'm fine. I can spend all the force I need and now I can still activate my defensive stuff once I'm done if I need to. That's where I'm always like, I'm just going to blow my load as like with this character if I can. Gotta not, I gotta not trust people. (laughs) I I love the awkward silence at the end of that, okay? (laughs) It works. um, Hey, I am happy to learn, like, this is part of, like, the beginning of a game, right? We're still, we're only, like, slightly over a month since its release. I want to, I want to join the Cool Kids Club. I, I didn't read the rule book either. So, uh, I, I learned today that you can't climb when you're engaged. I've read the rule book like 10 times. You can only dash. You can only dash. You can you only cannot or jump. jump. Well, it's, it's jump. not so much that you can only dash. It's that the rule book literally says, <laughs> if you're engaged, then you cannot climb. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, it says so if that? You're, if you're engaged, it makes, if you're engaged, it makes any advance or dash. <laughs> you cannot climb, but you can jump. So if, like, if I spend like yeah. a force to do a force speed, 
that now becomes a dash. I could do that, but it's now a dash. Um, right. If I want to jump, scale. I can absolutely jump. You cannot scale. No. Because it turns it, it, it just turns that action into a climb, and you can't climb. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, winter in chat is correct. Reposition is the only way you can make an advance while you're like engaged. Yeah, that one, that is, it's, reposition is very specifically ignores the engagement stuff. Yeah. You still um, get shot by Supermandos, though. Yeah, you still get two damage. <laughs> and it's innate, so you get hit by both of them. Or is it reactive? I'm probably reactive. I play this game too. Good. I can be not the only one getting rules wrong. I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> we're um, guys. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we are um, supportive. We're just something... we're just we're not podcasters. We're therapists. <laughs> something that I want to we're point therapists. Something that I wanted to therapist hit on. omnis. Is there a is there a sentence more scary than therapist <laughs> omnis? No. All right, why don't you sit down and tell me how your games have gone this week? Actually, I think. Oh, me. Have you tried being better? <laughs> therapist, you should roll scary. better, Dizzard. That would work well for you. Yeah, you're right. You're. Right. I should roll better. Um, so something that I wanted like to ass. hit. I do sometimes, unless I'm playing against like sooner. Or somebody who, like, I just notorious like, every game. I just rolled nothing but crits and expertise. I had make seven expertise. I do, too. Yeah. Um, but something that I think is very important is when you're testing your list to see what you actually want to be playing is stress test the limits of your force. Understand where you can and can't cut quarters. This is what I was doing with that mother and mall list is I was like, I'm going to spend as much force as I can and every opportunity I can to see how fast I can run out of force. And it was real fast. Um, Whoopsie. But I think it's something worth doing and looking at your list is like actually like taking what your thoughts are and seeing them on the table instead of just thinking, yeah, six. I got six fours. And then you get on the table and you're like, oh, I only have two. Nailed it. Yeah, I mean, you could have seven force teams that just burn through force burn. like crazy. You could have. Or need to hold on to six of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, all right, I can spend one somewhere. The rest is for Anakin. <laughs> I know uh, at least one person in the Discord who understands that completely. It would actually be really interesting. I would love to hear your thoughts in the Discord about, like, hey, if you are, like, hardcore into the Anakin plan and, like, Anakin's getting six of the seven force, who gets the one? I'm really curious. Like, what's your thought process there? That's for reserving. That's for reserving to activate Anakin at the right time. Nobody else gets force. No, it's it's to reserve Anakin because you grew him first and you really wanted Rex. Yep. Hmm. Or it's for Obi Wan because those extra dice are are really nice. Hmm. Yeah, they're they're very nice. Maybe my pitch is you should play Dooku with Annie, (laughs) and they should be the Sith apprentice combination. There. Or just put Maul everywhere. We've already established that Maul does not solve all the problems himself. I mean, yes, I agree with that, but is he still fun? I'm going to hurt yeah, myself. Yeah, he does help better. a lot. This is, <laughs> I think, so... B1s and, and, like, Kraken, then? Is that is that the play? B1s, Kraken, Anakin, Magnus, Django, and Dooku? So one of my early realizations, right? You, so you remember back when we were doing proxy games before the game came yeah. out, 
I was negative on Maul because I didn't feel like he did anything. But I was super high on Anakin. And the thing was is I was playing games against Anakin and Maul together. And it didn't occur to me in the moment, right, that like Maul doesn't have to do that much (laughs) when he's facilitating Anakin always having the force to always jump. So and murder. In reality, right? Maul's playing... doing everything in that game because he's enabling <laughs> right. Anakin to do everything. Like in re- hey man, retrospect, it makes perfect sense. Like maybe you do play Anakin and Maul together, where like Maul just facilitates Anakin always being able to murder whatever he wants. Like you, know. you could even expose him for Anakin and get him ready to line up for the kill. Line him up. Yep. He doesn't need it, but you know. So <laughs> you're saying that you should play Anakin and Maul? <laughs> No. No. You don't want to play better, Vader? That is a hot take if I ever heard one. That well, one I've said it so many times. War. Anakin is better than Vader. No. Yeah. Anakin is a selfish little prick. Vader is helping your whole entire team. For the cost of zero force, Vader gives the you cost access of to an entirely different resource to spend on your team. Yeah. All across the board. And... Every I will stand by this. With his Six hate. months from now, when and Anakin, uh, Anakin is forgotten and no one Anakin, plays him. Anakin will almost <laughs> never be forgotten. He will be the murder slot machine player's favorite murder slot machine Anakin's murderer. biggest problem is going to be that he shares space with Darth Vader, period. Yeah, it's not just this Vader. It's well, yes, that is always going to be a problem for Anakin. That he's going to compete with Vader in a premiere list. Like, that is going to be his biggest downside. But yeah. I think when you truly want to play murder, which we've, from the last community that we've all been a part of, we know that murder is very, very popular. It's on the menu. Nobody murder does it better than Anakin. <laughs> but Vader's People want to activate loves. and push someone's shit in. And that's Fair. Anakin. I mean, you're, you're, not, you're not wrong. But Vader wants to spread the love. all your force. <laughs> Vader spends yes, no he force. He does take all of your force. <laughs> but I, I will I will absolutely predict that we are going to see Anakin plus either Maul or Dooku that solves some of the force issues. Probably includes Django either way. But maybe you play Maul with just like a really force light um secondary and support unit as well. But that's why I like him with Ahsoka. Is like Ahsoka doesn't really use it a lot. What? Are we playing the same Ahsoka? Uh, uh, primary Ahsoka. Yes. She's not Force Light. Maybe if you force. forget to ever use her cool powers. No, her, like, she, only, she only spends one Force, and then two when she gets hit. Just don't put her in a spot to get hit. I feel like we're not playing the same game. I feel like we play Ahsoka very differently. <laughs> I feel like you just don't Why actually don't you play have two Ahsoka. Force to play Ahsoka. Like she's only getting attacked once during like each like cycle through yeah. everything. Yeah. So that's the whole point of this conversation is where do you spend your force? <laughs> and I love when I'm like I've had multiple games now where my opponent plays Ahsoka and I'm like, "Oh shit, I my my best activation right now is to go try to kill Ahsoka." And then I look and I'm like, "Oh, you have one force." Perfect. <laughs> Problem solved. Wow, Dominus is going after Ahsoka now. Murder down it is. I'm really curious on your guys' thoughts on this one. 
I have found myself less and less and less going after primaries and more so going after the secondaries and supports unless I can ex- easily expose that primary. Unless you're playing Magna Guards and then you will happily just push in a primary yeah. off a point. Yeah, facts, facts. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I just like, like, I'm really trying to determine is like, is, because primaries arguably are the ones that spend the most force, arguably. They, they yeah. kind of... They, they are. Um, is it better to impart the tax of wounding them and making them spend more for their force abilities, or do you just go after opportune targets? Because I found myself just ignoring primaries for the most part. I'll control them, but I'm not really going into them. Um, Sam, do you want to take this first? Or do you want me to? I am ever the opportunist. So if yeah. I have to go after a primary, well, okay, shucks, I have to go after a primary. But for the most part, no. I want to go for the things that are going to give me points, and I'm almost always going for the push more than the damage. I agree Just with Sam. The point. I think I'm trying to push you off a point. Um, in theory, like if you know the game is going to go three rounds, right, and maybe you're playing from the position of knowing that you're losing struggle one, and so your only hope of winning this game is to win struggle two and struggle three, then there might be a bigger advantage to wounding an Anakin or an Asajj or a mother, you know, something like that early on to put more force strain on your opponent that you hope to capitalize on over the course of a longer game. But... In general, I think I'm just an opportunist that I'm just going like, what's the what's the best way for me to score and potentially like hold the score? And I do think figuring out how to hold the score is important because when this was something my last opponent was talking about, how they activated and they were like one success away from getting what they needed. And I was able to hold the point and. They, you know, they felt like, man, just like me failing that one activation turned around the game. Like I thought I was winning struggle two, And then all of a sudden you were winning struggle two, And, um, and I think there was a lot more involved in that, but it's, you know, when you can hold on a point through an opponent activation, especially in struggle two, and especially when it's like a two point, like when you deny your opponent two points and you just hold the point, that's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, oh. man. Um, can I get an amen? <laughs> he is not All on right. the podcast right now, but I still need an amen. Is there anything else an you guys want to cover with force expenditure? Or do you want to wrap it up? I want to touch a little bit more on, on stress testing because I think there's a little bit, it's not just like spending your force. I think it's also yeah. like, you know, like put Obi-Wan out there if you're playing Obi-Wan. And like use the force on it. Yeah. So I agree with you on that point. And one thing I wanted to kind of throw into the mix is something that I've heard from people who talk about uh, mixed martial arts, uh, which is like, I forget the exact terminology. I hope that uh, someone can correct me on this because it's a really cool turn of phrase. But basically, it's like, let somebody take you to the ground. If your ground game is shit, then let someone take you to the ground and work on it. And it, like, if you're, if you're a puncher, if you're a puncher and a kicker and your ground game isn't super strong, right? Like, practice for when things go wrong yeah and so sometimes that's going to be running out of force so yeah like get out there spend that force down see what happens see like what your list does without spending force because like you can do that and just be like i just don't i'm just not spending force but like it's different when you're out 
right? It's that whole agency you of it. Don't have options, right? So <laughs> you can choose not to spend force, but that does not feel the same as just not having it to spend. So yeah, uh, spend a couple games, blow through everything, and see where it goes for you. Let somebody take it to the ground and work on your ground game. I agree with that. I think in general, just like see what it's like, play. But I also think like if you're struggling with force and you've felt like it's been a constant issue, mm -hmm. just try playing one of the four, like try playing some of the stuff. Like you'd be surprised how much work Django does with no force. Mm -hmm. Like his pull costs one Focus and he can potentially get it for free. And His like, I'm like, oh, you pushed him off the point. He will focus, jump onto the point, and then still shoot you. Like, yeah. you know, you know, and just like maybe work some of that stuff in somewhere and try to solve some of those problems. And this is part of why I am out of the like full synergy. You have to only play all separatists or only play all republic or only play all mandos. Where I'm kind of in like, how about I just build a cool team that does a lot of cool shit. So I'm kind of like the opposite of Sam I, right now. Sam's like, I'm just going to play my favorite characters. And I'm going to like, I'm going to play the stuff that has the shit on the cards uh, that I like. I, I, I played a proxy game with Vader and Obi and it was, it was a hell of a drug. So yeah. I, I don't. That does. That does. <laughs> I, okay, you get a little a dark side, but you also get to play Obi. How perfect is know, that for you? Right? Like oh, here's, you're like, I, I get to play Thanos at the same time as the <laughs> heroes. He's not yes. all bad yet. Do you think your opinion has changed on it is not necessary to buy the dual pack or is Vader going to be a necessity? Vader is not a necessity unless you love Vader. I'll take that. I still stand by that. I I don't think that this is like if you don't run Vader, you're going to lose to all your friends. So, yeah, Vader yeah. still loses. Um, you I just your friends, super... you should totally pick that thing up. <laughs> hey, I want to I want to hit Winter Nights comment real yeah, quick, <laughs> right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna read the comment real quick. Not sure if you've covered this or not, but do you feel force is more important in the first struggle because you need to get people on points via extra movement than it is in later struggles because units are already in the middle and can get to other points without needing extra movement. Um, while I think it is the most important in struggle one, a lot of the time in struggle two, you may still need to move. Like you may not be on an active point. I feel like movement ends up being very important throughout the entire game. But if you've won struggle one, or if you blow a bunch of force really early on in struggle one, you may be willing to sacrifice your last few activations in the first part of struggle two. You're like, I don't care. You're going to win struggle two. I'm already thinking about struggle three. I don't care that my last three activations don't have force. Enjoy winning struggle two. I'm glad you get one struggle and move on. So there's a, I mean, I feel like it's a little bit of both where you got to realize that you are going to have to move in other struggles and sometimes move more. Sometimes you're like, I have to fucking cross the entire board for the point that matters. Um, yeah. And activations being decoupled from the turns is a really interesting part of Shatterpoint. Like th this is the first yeah. game I've played where it wasn't like the activations, like you just went through everyone. And like, that was yeah. like the turn or the round, right? It's so, like, this is like, this is not like that. You have these different struggles that are, you know, you've got two to three of them. It's completely different from the cycle of the, the order deck. 
That's neat. And it, it does mean neat. you can blow through your stuff. Or you can try to save it. So, like, if you find if you decide that you're losing struggle one, then you can save that for it. It's just the opposite of what Anna said. You can save that for struggle two and, you know, just give it up. Hammer down. Dizzard, are we going to do an addressing the council from one of the patrons? Do you already have that prepared? I completely forgot about it, to be honest. Did we get one? I'm sure there's one in there. Do we have to hold off and we just do one? I don't think we got one from the patrons yet, to be honest. I'm pretty sure there was. Check your notes. I'm taking If not, well. But um yeah, I mean I, I agree with you, Sam. I think it's I think it's an important thing to keep in mind and an important thing to balance, but do you hmm, I mean we're kinda like pushing into the addressing the council section now. Do we have any more thoughts on the the force economy? Um if anyone in the chat has questions or comments I'm happy to get into them at this point. Um, this is something that it didn't fully occur to me until we were legitimately talking about it, that I probably need to count. And it really also occurred to me why I'm liking Dooku and the Magna Guard so much was, and I, and I didn't understand it. Cause I'm like, I'm not like Dooku's doing anything crazy on the table. Um, Magna Guards are solid and I know that they need separatist leaders to fully function, but why am I liking Dooku? Dooku and it's it occurs to me like oh Dooku not just helps me refresh force but he spends less force when I don't need him to and because I swear to god I cannot use his defensive abilities even Dooku, people bro? just don't fucking roll fla- failures or they're like oh just, I just all crits I just don't attack Dooku because he's scary to attack. <laughs> Dude, that is not my... Him. That's all Dude, I do My him. Dooku gets so punished. Like, I swear to God, my Dooku takes a shit ton of damage from like a five dice attack. I'm like, yeah. you got a free attack and Dooku just took like six damage. What happened? Well, if you're shooting him, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's him. miserable to him. melee with. We are playing Star Wars. We are Star shooting Wars. All right. Um, so I couldn't find one in the patron chat. I missed it. I'm sorry. But we do have an address. Do you secretly play the piano on YouTube? Okay. I <laughs> I propose we do an address. Like we do a submission. No, we have one. Second, we have an one. additional channel in the patrons oh, okay. for them submitting okay. for this. Because we told them that we would let them submit for this. And I'm. Oh, shit. Never mind. Wait a minute. I got messaged one. That's why I was like, it will get lost. I was like, just message me. But I also remember it wasn't like a – okay. Um, so I'm going to read this up. This is not a perfect example of our addressing the council, but I'll read it off anyway. Um, how would you describe the vibes of each of the factions' keywords, play styles? They wanted to kind of compare it to MCP, but I don't really want to mm-hmm. get into that. So let's just focus on um, how would you describe the vibes – of oh, how about I'll simplify this a little bit because I think this is more than what an addressing the council. This could be a whole topic, really. So why don't we just do? How would you describe the vibe of what you are playing? Like your favorite thing to play. So like Sam, like playing like Ob Galactic Republic plus X. Like what is the what is the the vibes of that particular play style? Uh, we're hungry like the wolves. <laughs> <laughs> hungry for all that force, hungry for hunker tokens, hungry for like beating up primaries and secondaries. Like we are hungry like the wolves. That's what it feels like to me. 
it's really hard not to just spend all your resources all the time because you're trying to aggressively get everywhere you're trying to get to. I wish I was as concise as you are. (laughs) Dizzard. We all wish that. (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty bad at being concise sometimes, to be fair. We all, we've all flubbed on that. By the way, addressing has two Ds, but... I don't have a degree, so... (laughs) A degree in spelling? Are you on the council? But you have not been granted the rank of master? Is that what you're saying? Yes, that is exactly what's going on. Wow. All right. Um, To answer the question with... Let's just say Malasoka. I think Malasoka All Mandos is probably still my favorite team to play right now. Uh, Or a Mal Vader, but they're both kind of the same gist. I like to slap things, and I like to slap them efficiently. There you go. Yeah. With some mild control. Did our topics channel get deleted again? No, I didn't do it. I'm like, (laughs) I could have sworn (laughs) since it last got deleted, I posted an addressing the council. You did. Yeah, it's right here. Are you in topics or are you in topics discussion? Oh, Oh, there it goes. Yeah, it's literally at the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Guys, you're showing them how the sausages are made. Come on. <laughs> Rain it in. <laughs> we all know this stuff innately, uh, and we speak okay. telepathically during the week. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to give an example of an addressing the council for the both, like, so that we kind of understand the, the, the concept of this, like, closeout topic. Um, my addressing the council is has your opinion of support units shifted since your first games? And I and I'll go first because I was like when I first played, I was really blown away by how strong the support units were, right? Like we were all probably to a certain extent thought that they were going to be supports, right? Like just like but they end up being like incredibly impactful because they activate two characters. But then I also over time saw the disadvantage of you're like, Oh, I'm scoring two different points with my support units. And maybe that's cool for like one round. And then suddenly they get wounded and you're not controlling either of them and your opponent gets a big swing back. So I would say that my opinion of them has dialed down. I think our expectations were very low and then they're actually kind of a medium like impact but we were expecting low and so we had talked about them being high and now i'm kind of like i think they're kind of a medium impact where they're it's not like they're more impactful than the primaries but they're they're just more impactful than we originally anticipated um what do you guys think dizzard address the council i think that it depends on the pro- the secondary support. God damn. God, you fucking politician that doesn't know how to talk or No, strive. no. Okay, so uh, I don't read anything. Um, no, when it comes to supports, I think supports probably have the widest design space. Um, so I think that this opinion might fluctuate depending on what you're currently playing. I think if you're playing all Mandos, you're like, wow, supports are the best thing in the world. You're playing clones, you're like, wow, supports fucking suck. If you're playing Separatists, you're kind of in the middle. Um, that's what we got right now, right? Uh, because Mandos are great. I, I, I still think Mandos are amazing. I played Night Sisters, and I was like, these are amazing supports. They feel so impactful to the game. I played Clones, and I'm like, wow, why am I playing these characters? Because they just kind of die and sit here. 
Um, and that's just how I feel about them. It might just be the pilot first, but whatever. Um, so I don't know. I, I think overall my opinion hasn't changed other than it's evolved into it depends what support you're playing. And the fact that I think supports have the widest design space. If you look at Fifth Brother, Fifth Brother is completely different when it comes to supports. Um, and I think it's super interesting. That was the most political non-answer that I could have ever possibly imagined. You're welcome. So, your opinion hasn't changed. Great. Mine's a little steamier. Sam, what about you? I I, I had a similar arc as you, Omnis. I went and I started as... I thought they were aggressive scoring pieces that were going to be basically useless in, like, the rest of the game. Yeah. So, like, it was just literally... And I was doing the same thing. I was usually splitting them up, going for two different points, trying to just get ahead early. And I thought that was important. And I have since started keeping them together because I, I still think that they are aggressive scoring pieces, but I think that I will counterpoint you. And I think that they actually are most likely the most impactful activation on your team that the, the two different support units. So there, it's not that they're going to, it's not like they're bringing the signature ability, right. That like kind of dictates so much about how your team performs. Yeah. Right. And is, is I would argue like more impactful on your game than their activation, but their activation, when you flip that card over, has the potential to be the most impactful activation on your team because it's two bodies, it's two shots, it's two actions, for, you know, which is And you're a, direct, you're a Galactic Republic player. You have, yeah. like, and the, the worst supports <laughs> and the best, like, some of the craziest primaries, <laughs> and you're like, these are the most reads. impactful. And I, and I still agree <laughs> to a certain extent. Like, there's been a lot of times that I have... I like not like I, I have never done this playing Galactic Republic and maybe it's just because I didn't play them enough. Like I'm kind of the the jack of all trades mercenary right now playing a little bit of everything. Um, but I have never shatter pointed a support unit playing Galactic Republic. Being able to pin two, two different units is is awesome. That's like the, the, the one thing that I think the 501st like actually do like reasonably well is just drop. Yeah, they've got a great tree. Two different units. Like, yeah. No, they don't. So, but they I, do I have a that, first step pin, which allows <laughs> that. It is a great tree. First damage units. pin is very good. <laughs> it no I do. It does I do think. Yeah, sometimes there's one if you got coordinated fire going on. We're here for pushes, <laughs> and target. pins are almost as valuable as pushes when you're switching struggles. Almost. So, almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, listeners. If you want to like respond to the um, addressing the council in the Discord, whether it's the Patreon chat, the main chat, like hop into the cantina. Wh- how are you feeling about the um, the various support units, and has your opinion shifted as you've gotten in more games? So, do you guys have a, an addressing the council before we before we wrap up? I'm good. Is that is Maul the best primary in the game? Currently. No. <laughs> How many times do we have to cover this one? <laughs> it could have changed. <laughs> do you? I don't think you hey, think Winter, that Maul Winter's is the best primary. And who is? Do you think Maul is the best primary in the game? Do you legitimately think he is the best? And with primary? that, the most strongest thing you could do <laughs> is deny responsibility. <laughs> Wait, I thought. Oh. The most strongest oh. thing you can do in Shatterpoint is to remember your triggers. Well, you used that one already, though. No. Well, if I did, it's still the most Star Wars thing you can do <laughs> in this game. <laughs>
Well, that was a rogue support ending if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yes. Welcome, my No balls on the bus primary. Whoa! Set it! Start with your feelings. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. I can bring you in spicy hot. <laughs> <laughs> 